All right, welcome back. I am Chase. I'm Christian. We are the RM Fantasy S experts here for round 10 of Monster Energy Supercross headed to Daytona. Daytona. I am super pumped for this one. A lot of people's favorite round, so it should is. be good. Pretty excited. Now, thank you for joining us this week. Remember, if you're watching, you can also listen to our podcast on all the major platforms, or if you're listening, Watch the episode. Yep, catch it where you like. Yeah. Now, also with Fantasy, if you want the chance to win a brand new race prep KTM 450 or 250, well, you should be playing Fantasy Supercross. That's right. There's no reason not to at this point. It's free so. to play. If you haven't signed up yet, no big deal. Go to rmfantasysx.com, create your free account. You just make your top five picks in a wild card. That simple. And we give away weekly prizes. doesn't matter when you sign up. You've got chances. And just to throw it out there, Christian, I'm pumped. Big guest this week. Big guest. For sure. Malcolm Stewart We're is calling We're excited. Don't miss that. So. Stick around. But we have seen it come. Atlanta, it is done. Let's get right into it. This is our race recap. So enter Sandman. I guess that's how we're titling Atlanta. That's what I kept thinking. Everybody that went in there in the sand area was having some type of issue. I wasn't a big fan of it, but we'll talk a little bit more about it. But if we look at results, Cooper Webb, sixth win of the year. The man is on a roll. I picture him like that one meme, you shall not pass. He just <laughs> shut Marvin down yeah. for a while. Blake Baggett, second place. Marvin Muscan, third. KTM sweeps the podium. Ken Roxon, another steady fourth. Solid When's fourth. this guy going to win? Aaron Plessinger is first top five. That was five. huge. I was pumped on this dude. I was. And Justin, Justin Bogle holding it down wild card. First time he takes 14th all year, of course. So yeah. A lot of people around here got him, rubbed it in. <laughs> it's all good. All right. How about any highlights, anything you want to bring up? Um, I mean, we got to talk about the heat where Reed just shuts the door on Tomac, <laughs> tips him over I in the sand. He was so pissed. Yeah, he didn't Tomac look too happy about him. that. But I mean, it's think, Reed. He's got do that you think old man Reed strength. Purposely took him out in the sand, or like kinda, no, it didn't look intentional to me. No. But I don't think that matters. But you know, Reed was grinning. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, he he owes no favors to anybody. He don't care. <laughs> Tomac, another bad start in the main, ran up to six, but that's not going to do it in a championship race. Sealy. No. Started 21st, worked his way up to 10th. Solid. That man was on a mission. Yeah, and again, Plessinger, first top five. I knew it was going to happen at some point. I'm glad he got it in there. All right. How about some user stats for this week? Um, We had the average points at 28.24. That's the third highest of the year. Still no perfect scores. Longest drought. I don't know what to tell you. You think we'll see a perfect score by the end of the year? I I guarantee we will. Okay. But it's it's really weird we haven't so far. 13.75 percent of people had at least two picks right but only 0.004 percent so i think it was three people had five picks right three people wow and i think my, one of them might have been a rollover so if you're out there you might have cost yourself a chance at a weekly prize make sure you submit your picks every week yeah eight and a half percent got the wild card so that's the second highest this year yep good week for that and 55 percent of people still had tomac to win we know it's because he qualified first. Everyone jumped on that yeah. train. And <laughs> Chad Reed's still the highest picked wild card rider. <laughs> the man podium the week before and then gets picked for 14th. Wherever the wild card is, he's going to be the top picked rider. That's yeah, the way it goes. kind of interesting. So. But as far as injuries go, Barsha, haven't heard anything. Have I you? don't know. Concussions can be yeah, wild for a while. You never know. But Freezy, Anderson, Stewart, Bloss, all, all still out. out. Yep. All right, so there it is. That is the stats for round nine. Now let's jump right into it because this week headed to Daytona. Here it is, track trends. So track trends for Daytona. You finally getting your wish. You've been talking about it all year. Oh, the what? Watching Daytona. Short start into whoops. Uh, yeah, I did talk about You've that. Been one all year. I always said they should do a start straight, and then the first rhythm is just a set of whoops. Yep. So we're finally getting that there yes. in Daytona. Nice sand sections. Typical yeah. of Daytona. 
different than last year where this year just long straightaways. You could just call it Red Bull straight rhythm. It looks a lot <laughs> like that, yeah. But lots of bull turns, so it'll be good for passing. Three right before the finish is what caught my eye. Like, yeah. If, so, it's, if the racing's tight before the finish line, it can get a little ugly, I bet. I think it'll make for very good racing, but we'll see what Malcolm says. But I've, yeah. I've talked to some other pro riders, and they're, not, they're saying the track's too jumpy. The looks, speed that the riders are going, they say with how tra soft the dirt is and everything, that they're thinking it could be, get a little sketchy out there, yeah. yeah. But what about 17 highlights? Um, 2017, <laughs> it was action-packed, to say it the was. least. Um, that was where Eli Tomac tipped over in the first laps, came, went to dead last, charged all the way back to second. He I almost won that race. I think he would have caught Brayton with one more lap. Yeah. But Brayton becomes the oldest rider to get an overall win. Last year there, nobody knew. I don't even think his mom would have picked him in fantasy that week, but he, <laughs> yeah. he pulled it off anyways. I remember Marv that race. He struggled. He went down. He was wild. He, went, he flew off the track to the mechanics area. While he was leading. While, yeah, that's right. That's so, how Brayton got around him. Jeez. Yeah, he had some issues. Uh, Webb and Tomac got together in the heat race. Tomac talked a little smack. Webb had a solid result in the yeah. main. He got third, but Tomac could pass him for second. So yep. Webb did good last year. Mm -hmm. And only three of the top five qualifiers last year finished in the top five. That's yep. interesting. So if that's your strategy, you might want to rethink it this week. But And nobody qualified, nobody that qualified worse than 11th finished in the top five. I like to look at that to kind of shorten your you know, range of riders you want to pick. So Interesting. But I'm kind of curious to hear what Malcolm says on the track. Yeah, I love He's a Florida native. Said. He's raced yeah. it. So definitely get some good insight. So make sure to stick so. around for that. But next up, let's talk about it. It's getting harder and harder each week, or maybe easier. I don't know. Webb's proven that <laughs> if you're not putting him in first, you're a fool. Exactly. I'll, I'm that person. <laughs> but let's get right into it. Here it is. This is Top Contenders. All right. So for this week's Top Contenders, we've got five riders on the table. Cooper Webb, Muscan, Roxon, Tomac, and now Blake Baggin the conversation. But got to do it. Let's start with Cooper Webb, though. This man is on a mission. Five wins on the season. Easily, won all three East Coasts. Oh, yeah. Easily the biggest turnaround we've ever seen in from one season to the next. Yeah. And if you don't put Cooper Webb at this point in first place, you're not playing the odds. And that's what I did last week, and it bit me. It feels scary at first, but once you do it and he you starts bringing in those it. points, you yeah. feel more comfortable about it. There's no reason not to pick him first. He's won all three East Coast standard rounds this year. He's led 50 laps in the last four rounds. Jeez. All other riders combined have only led 74. Wow. including the Triple Crown. So the next closest rider is Roxon with 20, actually. And he's won five of the last seven overalls, and he's tied with Muscan for the best average start per gate drop. He's really closed that gap. Here's what's interesting, rounds. though. When you talk about Marvin Muscan and you look at his results, you think it's collapsing on him. Everybody's he hasn't wondering won what's yet. wrong. He's... He hasn't led a lap. Yeah. But check this out. Marvin Muscan and Webb, when you look at their average finish per gate drop this year, are only separated by 0.4. <laughs> exactly. And then you look at their starts, their average start, the exact same, five, yep. and the average qualifying, exact same, 4.44. But somehow he's won five races and led 88 laps or so, and he hasn't won a race and hasn't led a lap. I don't understand Mind it. Mind-boggling. But, but you know what? He's still in contention. Yep. All right? Ken Roxon has the best average overall finish per gate drop of 3.22. But he still hasn't won a race. Exactly. He's, he's led every. He's led laps to the last corner. So it makes me wonder of what happens if he doesn't get a good start. I don't so, know. I don't but know. So far this year, he has no first. He's got three second places, two thirds, three fourths, and one fifth. And he's the only rider to finish in the top five every round. So All right. He's a solid pick there. But he hasn't gone more than two rounds in a row without getting on a podium. So he's due. Okay. And he's only led laps 
in two rounds this year, A2 and Arlington. So All right. it's kind of weird. Tomac, dude. Gosh. Is it Tomac or, or not, not Tomac? Here we go. Question. He's been on the podium every Daytona since 2015. Yeah. That's what you need to know. He's won it twice. And his but his average start is only seventh best per gate drop this year. His starts are killing him and it's killing fantasy. I had him in fourth last week, and that's how I justified it. Cause I you know he's gonna be fighting through the pack. So yeah, his average finish so far on East Coast rounds is eight. I I don't get it. And he's been, I mean, I hate to even say this, but he's been out of the top five in three of the last four rounds. Not good. I I I don't know. It blows my mind. I'm putting him fourth or fifth. I just I'm too scared of him having to fight through the pack at this. Yeah, point. just he can't get that start. And then now Baggett though, we got him in our top contenders because this man. You might not think it. I think a lot of people are still questioning like, should I put Baggett in my top yeah. five? But when you look at his stats, he's a pretty no solid pick. Yeah. I had him in third last week and was kind of scared about it. Yeah, he even does better than that. Now so. last year in Daytona, he didn't have the greatest result. He got ninth. The year so. before that, he didn't do too well either. But it's a new year. Yeah. It's a new hand. But he has a third best average start this season on East Coast rounds of four. Mm-hmm. And he's starting the top five in four in, in the, the last, last four, four standard rounds. Yeah, so the man starts, starts are on, on point. point, his finishes are there, and he's finished in the top five four out of the last six rounds. Yeah, and if he what when he DNF'd in Minneapolis, he was in four. Yeah, he would have been there. So he's a safe pick in my mind. The only thing with Baggett is don't look at his qualifying times. No. That's true. If he he's qualified as far back as thirteenth and still finished in the top five. Yeah. So if his qualifying's not great, don't worry about it. I still think he's safe to put in there. Yeah. So those are the top contenders. But also remember, we know you guys out there, you love your stats. And maybe we don't be, have time to get to all of them in this video, but we do have a blog where you just click on the in the link in the description mm-hmm. after this. We go you go to the blog, you can read all the stats that we are giving you. We have tables, everything to help you make those picks. So if you feel like you're rushing in this video or you just want to take some time to read it. Look at the blog. Yep. And if we're missing anything, you have any input, questions you want us to look up, stats, let us know too. There you go. But there it is. That's the top contenders. But now let's talk about some of those riders who, like Plessinger last week, spoiled everything. Here it is. (laughs) This is our weekly spoilers. All right. So for this week's weekly spoilers, we've got Dean Wilson, Cole Seeley, Aaron Plessinger, Joy Savacci, and... Because he won last year. you got to talk about number 10. you got to give him credit where credit's due. That is true. But start off with Wilson. So for me, Wilson, you look at his qualifying times and even heat races, he's doing really well. He gets a good start in the qualifying, but just hasn't seemed to put together in the main. Since Anaheim won. He's faded hard. He's faded, has not cracked the top five again. I thought he was doing a lot worse. Then I go pull his stats over the last few rounds. He's finished eighth. Three times in a row on so the East Coast. So it's not terrible. But it's not, it's not that bad. But I mean, if he gets a start, he could run up there. I agree. The problem is you got four out of the top five we already talked about that are all have the best starting averages. Yeah. So. I agree. Pretty interesting. But Cole Seeley, what about this man? He came back he from He saves my boy every week. You love Cole Seeley. Well, I love did, Cole He Martinez. gave us a giant shout out after yeah, his heat cool. rate win. Yep, that was the, super cool. The viewing party in yeah, our dealership. I was down there. Like it was a big turnout. So it was cool to see uh, Seeley do that. But Seeley... He charged from about dead last last week. Yeah, if he would have got a decent start, I think he would have made noise in there. So I just, I'm ready. And he won the heat race. Mm-hmm. So if Seeley gets a start, I don't see why he's not going to run in the top five. No. I don't, so he I could can, be that spoiler, hands down. I can down. agree with that. And then Aaron Plessinger. I know it's a long shot, but I want to see this man win a race. It's been too long since we've seen win dance moves out of this guy. And we know the rougher the track gets, the better he does. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, this, this could 
bump him up a few spots this week. Last week, the track started to get a little rough at the end of qualifying, and everyone yeah. was talking about moving him up. Look what he did. Yeah, and, so. you know, he is improving. He's, you know, he's been in the top five, three of the seven standard rounds. And every Starting. time he's... Or he started. started. Yeah, and every time he's finished fifth or sixth this year, he's finished tenth or worse the following round. Yeah, so they're... But, I don't know, but this track, I think, is really going to favor him a lot. And so. you give a man confidence, like look at Cooper Webb. Last week, he had a good result. That always, in my opinion, seems to trend to the next week. Yeah, okay? that's true. How about Joey Savacci? Joey Savacci, he was in the top five of the two rounds before last in, this, in the standard yeah. rounds. He got a bad start last week. Couldn't really bring it back together. But in six gate drops on the East, he's finished in top... He's finished in the top five in three of them. Okay. So he's getting up there. All his top five finishes have been on the East Coast this year. And he has the fourth, fourth best average finish on the East Coast, where if you go to the West, out of all the riders that are left, he was 14th. Yeah. So he's doing way better on the East. Okay. If you don't have bad t- vibe about him, that's out. On the East Coast, he's doing way better. Then you get to... My boy, Justin Father Brady. time. I, if you guys he watched, bit you hard last year. He did. Last year, we were talking about weekly spoilers. <laughs> I took Brayton's number plate. I threw it off the table. With all due respect. With all, but even that man said he did not. He does not like Daytona, and he's not a big ruddy track guy. And then he wins it and throws it in my I face. I still think he surprised but his own. Brayton's mom won with that. heat races this year. The he's man could crack the top five. Give him a good start. With him, I think more. It shows that. Anyone could win, yeah. really, on any weekend. I mean, nobody picked him to win that he's round. He's only done it. He's only Came cracked top five it. one time this year, but anything is possible. I agree. All right. So there it is. Those are some of our weekly spoilers, some of our top picks. What do you guys think? I'm just still kind of curious to see what rider is still waiting for that breakout ride. Has Joey Savacci already had his? Is Aaron Plessinger due to podium? We still haven't seen Sealy up there yet. And so. we intentionally left Barsha out if he comes back. If he's he probably going to be banged we'll up. See. Uh, we don't feel safe with him. So. But 10th place this week is our wild card. Let's talk about that next. This is the wild card watch. All right, wild card this week, 10th place. I still got to get one of these. It's really starting to bother me. I've only done it once this year. I haven't done it in years. It's pissing right. me off. But we got Chad Reed, father time out there. He he has one in Daytona. Yes. Back, back in the day. Now, 10th place this week. I know a lot of people might give us grief for that, but... Look at it. He's finished 10th once this year. He's finished a ninth twice and 11th out of all the gate drops this season. If or he, 11th average. If he bumps up in the top five, we're not too surprised, but how we're feeling, he's more of a 10th place pick if you want points. If you want pride, yeah. Pick him I mean, in his average five, finish so far this year is 9.71. Yeah, it's right there. Justin Hill, would he get 11th last he took week? 11th last week. So, seem to be improving a bit. Could be one of those guys. I I'm still not very range. confident. He's going to send it there, too. No yeah. Doubt. <laughs> Justin Brayton. He's going we, out for a rip, trying to go back-to-back back in Daytona. We did. We had him in our spoilers, but looking at his kind of overall results for the year, he's finished 10th once and 9th twice this year. Yep. His average finish is 8.88, so I see him as a little bit better fit statistically for the wild, spot, do or wild card spot. This guy needs some credit. He started in 7th place last week, ran there for a while. Yeah, Bowers was crushing it. Yep, and then he kind of faded back to 12th. So but he's Give the man another good start. Yep, could hang the out there. This guy's the opposite. Uh, I mean, he's been in three rounds. Two of the finishes are 20th and 22nd. Yeah, but if you look at last week, if you look at his result, I wouldn't count that. So he did have a bad start. He got together, or he crashed in the start, but then charged way up and then fell off again. But if you give Osborne a top 10 start, the man's in shape. There's no reason he can't run and stay right there in 10th or even better. And give him a little space. Seems like he's just kind of panicking. Yeah, he just hasn't put together yet. But you know what's interesting is that of last week's race, 
after, in the last four laps of the race, mm -hmm. nobody passed anybody. Yeah, it seems like they just really settle in there. So, so kind of interesting. But there it is. Those are some of our top picks for the wildcard spot this week. What do you guys think? Don't hate us for Chad Reed, but look, stats don't lie. I am going to say, the last standard round on that we had on the season, too, the rider that qualified 10th did take 10th. It was Justin Brayton. So. Oh, interesting. See who qualifies there. Well, now, let's get a little bit more insight on the track and how the season's going so far. I am super pumped on this one. <laughs> this is Between Two Berms with Malcolm Stewart. All right, so we have him on the phone, number 27. This is Between Two Berms with Malcolm Stewart. What up, Malcolm? Hey, what's up, guys? If not a whole lot, just talking fantasy. Thanks for calling in today. Ah, uh, fantasy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. dude. You got you to give the viewers the info that they need. I know, I know. Um, like I said, the fantasy, I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, with, with what's going on this year, uh, I, I guarantee people have been stressing over the fantasy because it's been a, a big toss-up. So. Yeah, well, I'll tell uh, you what. So far, I have a season, especially a 450 class. You, you yeah. killed some fantasy dreams when you went down in Glendale, including oh, mine. Wow. I know. I'm pretty sure I was sitting in a wild card spot, and I, I let everybody. Know. I don't know. He was <laughs> slipping into the top five. Yeah, after you were up in the front. Yeah. So. Oh, so I was on the top picks. Okay. okay. Yeah, you were in my top five after a one. I was like, dude, Mookie's gonna do this. Oh yeah. I know. Oh. I know. I crushed everybody's dreams. I'm sorry. That's I, all right. It's all right, though. I'll be back next year. So speaking of that injury, it was such a bummer to see you go down. You were riding so good. How is the recovery process? Are you when do you plan to get back on a bike and any plans for riding this summer? Uh, yeah, so the, the recovery process is actually going pretty good. Um, you know, obviously when I first did the femur, like I said, man, I ain't gonna lie, like I I take back everything I've talked about when people broke femurs. I'm like, oh, this is you know whatever, like it'll bounce back. And then like now since I broke mine, I'm like, you know what, like I get it. It, it really does hurt. These bones really hurt. And uh. No, um, you know, from there, it's just been steady getting, uh, doing therapy and stuff. And uh, obviously, like, been working with my trainer, Gary Swanepoel, and just really, and obviously, uh, um, uh, the therapist, uh, also other therapists, uh, been helping me out. So uh, it's been kind of like a process for me, but nonstop and st uh, staying myself in California, I've been doing all that. So, uh, like I said, I, I just, you know, for the for me, it was kind of a long process that's been steady going. But you know, I, I guess you have to understand, take it, take in consideration that this a femur is the biggest bone in your body to break. So yeah. that yeah. being said, moving on with summer, like I'm just gonna uh, our team doesn't do summer, uh, obviously racing outdoors at all. So we're just gonna take it easy and um, have some fun out here in Florida. You know, just maybe do some riding videos and and kind of get uh, the fans a little bit more involved with it, maybe. You know, do some videos and stuff like that, so they can kind of see me. You know, the comeback story for me, and um, you know, yeah, awesome. next big race will be in Montreal. I Perfect. like it. It's way better when you're out there. That's for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot more entertaining. Yeah, so. no, definitely for sure. Hey, Man favorite. So for this week, we're going to Daytona. I'm sure you've probably seen images or seen the track map. I've talked to a few other riders who say that it looks too jumpy. It's going to be too fast. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, within the last, I can say the last couple of years, Daytona has gotten a lot more jumpier, uh, more technical wise, but you know, it's one of those tracks that, uh, it breaks down really easy. Uh, you know, so or if it's dragon spacks or whoop sections at the end of the, at the, end of the night, like you're, you're pretty much jumping through it. Um, me personally, I, I, being from Florida, I've never really been a fan of Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just, I mean, the tracks are just, it's a whole different ball game. Um, but like, like you are, like people say, like, yeah, it's gotten a lot jumpier, but you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good perspective for the fans though. You know, like that's what people want to see. They want to see more like super cross and sand and big jumps and things like that, different obstacles. So, uh, if I'm sitting on the sideline as, as a fan perspective, like, I think it's pretty cool. I, I would agree with you, but I've never raced a Supercross track, so I can't really see it from the rider's perspective. But so I get it from both sides. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's nice to hear from the riders on that. So yeah, with no, no, if I was probably racing this weekend, I'll say, oh, it sucks. <laughs> 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 I'll be like, they need to flatten the whole track. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, no, Daytona, it's a, it's a one-off track, man. Like it's it's one of those tracks that it's. Uh, well, it used to be the longest track now with that uh, being 20 minutes. It's probably going to be a little bit more or less now. So you mm -hmm. won't be doing actually 20 laps. Uh, hmm. So this might be one of the tracks that you won't do 20 laps. Um, yeah. But for me, I think uh, Daytona is one of those tracks that you kind of, like you have to get a flow, man. Like if you don't have a flow at all, it, man, that track will wear and tear you out. Um, obviously, I remember in 2016 when I was leading the race, uh, up and all the way till two laps to go, and I was just burning myself out the whole time because I just didn't have a flow at all. So uh, it's it's one of those tracks that you really have to flow. You really have to pump through the tracks and, and pick the lines and the ruts and everything. The track steady changes mm. nonstop. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's cool because like new line, you'll see this new line that you're like, oh, like nobody's hitting it, and you about time you come around, it's already like half a beat. You know, it's blowing out. So, no. oh, it's already gone. And then, you know, then somebody, you come into the ride, and somebody, somebody blew it out, and then, you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, that since it's so soft, and um, it's one of, the, I think Daytona, whoever wins Daytona, it's a big win for, for them, you know. Uh, that's a that's a track that everybody wants to win at, you know. it's I think that's like one of the biggest East Coast tracks is because Daytona is, there is no track on the circuit that's like that. You know, it's completely different. Everything's completely different. And on top of that, you're in Daytona 500. You know, <laughs> yep. like Speedway, man. Like, yep. but I, how many people can say, like, yeah, bro, I won Daytona. You know, <laughs> like, not very many. Justin Brayton can. Yeah, Justin Brayton can, your teammate. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, my teammate. I, yep. Hey, I'm pulling for my teammate this, this weekend, you know. He's trying uh, to go back to back. Yeah, he, he's hot. So <laughs> he's been doing good. He's, he's been keeping himself in the, in the loop. Uh, for the, for, since first race, so uh, you never you never can count him out. You know he's yeah. always the type of guy that you know he'll turn it on um, right at the last minute. So don't sleep on Justin Brayton. Right on. So here's a question. So we've always heard that kind of that rumor that Daytona favors the outdoor rider because it's not your typical Supercross. It gets really rough. Do you really feel like that's the case where a guy who maybe shines a little bit more in outdoors thinks he's going to have a better result just because of the track conditions? Or do riders just look at it like another Supercross track? Uh, well, I mean, like I said, due to that, Daytona has been has been more jumpy. It's actually been more towards Supercross guys. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't think so. I, I, I don't think so. I honestly think it's all about who has a start and who, and who has the best flow on the track and who's the most fit at the end of the, end of the 20 minute, uh, me right. personally. Yeah. Um, you, you know, like I said, a lot of Daytona is one of those tracks. Like it's it's really really important with starts because there's a lot of sections that are one-lined, uh, things like that. So it's hard for you to make a lot of time. Um, but yeah, no, it's I don't think it's like you said. I, I I don't think it's a 
outdoor, whoever has, if there's a better outdoor rider is going to win it this weekend. I don't think so at all. I mean, Justin Brayton doesn't even race outdoors. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he said exactly. he doesn't like everything. the East Coast ruddy that's tracks. It's time to put that rumor to bed. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's it. <laughs> all right. Christian's got an interesting question for you. Um. We all know that you know you got the mo- one of the most recognizable hairstyles out there. It's always easy to find you on the track. Now, is there anybody out there that you're afraid of might come to move in on you that on that title you have, like a Blake Wharton? Who who are you worried about there? Uh, you know Blake's got some hair, man. <laughs> he's, got, he's got some hair, but he has that like different style of hair. Yeah, he has, like that that slash style. So, uh, <laughs> yep. I mean, ain't nobody that. That has dreads, uh, not, not that I know of. Uh, that's right. Um, but yeah, no. Some days, like Daytona, is like probably my least, one of my least favorite tracks because at the end of the night, it's a two and a half hour wash to get all the sand out of my hair. So <laughs> two and a half hours. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, other than that, yeah, no. It's uh, I think long hair is cool, man. I, I, that's just your personality. Yeah. I think yeah. You just, you just. Run you! I think with Blake having big hair, like long, you know, like just the mm. curly hair and all that, just how it is. Like I think that's, I think it's cool. If Blake were on the you. show, it'd be between two perms with Blake Wharton. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all that's right, right. Malcolm. Last question for you, real quick. Help our fantasy players out. If you had to, real quick, give us your top three. What's your podium this weekend at Daytona? Um, I was gonna go with my teammate. Can't count him out. He won it. Uh, um. I still think uh, a guy like Chad Reed, um, I don't know, I estimate him. He had a bad weekend last weekend, so he might have a little fire under his belt. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Marvin. I'm going with Marvin. Okay. Marvin. He looked good there last um, year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going for Marvin. Uh, he, this is, if any track that might be, that might fit him, it would be Marvin. All right. I like that. How about second place? You see Cooper up there again this week? Uh, Cooper's going to get a start for sure. Uh, right. Hands down, his starts been phenomenal all year long. So uh, I can, you can't count Cooper out, as well as Blake Baggett. You know, this is uh, Baggett's the type of guy he loves to send it. So <laughs> that being said, this is if you're you're gonna send it on a track, this is the track to do it. Mm-hmm. So you got Marv, Coop, and Baggett on your podium this weekend. Yeah, and Brayton. So Don't forget Brayton. Same thing as it was at Atlanta. Yeah, but hey, but Brayton Reed. Those, do, those guys could crack top five, too. Right. Oh, yeah, those, oh, for sure, hands down. You know, mm-hmm. I see Brayton hands down for sure. He race win. I, I count it right now. Ooh, last All year. right, we'll hold you to it. Well, that's awesome, dude. Nice talking to you. We can't wait till you're back. It's definitely a fan favorite, so good to talk to you. Fantasy is only better when you've got the Predator out there. That's right. Dude. I, you best believe it. I know where I'm the out there. Yeah. All right, Malcolm. Hey, we appreciate you calling in, and uh, get better soon, and yep. we'll see you back at the races. All right, thank you, guys. All right, we'll see ya. And I miss that guy out there. God, he is so <laughs> cool. He's from one, one of my favorite dudes to talk to. He just has fun doing anything. He can yep. do anything and have fun with it. So. Well, there you have it. Those are Malcolm's thoughts on the track as well as his top three for the weekend. I think he's onto something there. So. I like it. But you know what time it is. It's time to lock him in. Let's do it. All right, so to lock him in this week, Christian, Jim and Daniel last week, they took a chunk out of our points they, lead. They have our heads ringing right now. Ah, we have to have a good week. Gaining 70 points on us, big week they for them. They gained 70 on us? Yeah, it was like 70 points. Oh, That's gosh. why you get a big lead early to withstand you these pull a Cooper. bad rounds. Okay, so. my picks for this week. I'm in with Malcolm Stewart. Mook, or, uh, Marvin Muskan gets his first win of the year. And then I've got Blake Baggett. 
Eli Tomac rounds out my podium. Cooper Webb, I've got him in fourth. Why? Look, because. Yeah, that's a good question. Because I don't know. I just don't gotta hear do the it, reason. Me. Is it just he you has know, to be there somewhere or what? Just because it's so close, I feel like Tomac has no choice. And my only reasoning for this is that Cooper hasn't raced Daytona on a KTM yet. So maybe he's not gonna be happy with the setting, but I might move around after the qualifying. But I feel like Marv and Coop are your two choices for the win. And if one of them wins, the other one might I don't know. Do you remember the heat from last week? Where he yeah. tailed him the entire heat and then last lap said, all right, I'm done with you. And what do you want me to do? <laughs> Just get points. I don't want to lose to okay. Jim and Daniel. Ken Rock's in fifth. And then I've got another red rider, Justin Brayton, in the wild card spot. Go. What do you got? Okay. Um, Gosh. <laughs> you are beating me in points. So you have that. But I'm going with Webb to win. I just Once he starts bringing in points like that, it's hard to take him out of first. Okay. Then I have Tomac in second, even though I still think he might have to fight through the pack a bit. Um, Blake Baggett's locking down starts like nobody's business. Marv, he's done good there before. He'll do good again in fourth. Roxon in fifth. I think he keeps it conservative and I keep it red, but I'm going with Cole Sealy in 10th place. Okay, so you bagged on me for Muscan in first, but you put Baggett, Marv in third and fourth and both have much better average starting than Tony. I know, but you know how he gets when he's angry. He rides on a green bike for a reason. And he, he's going to fight through the pack. I just, when he gets to Webb, I don't know if he's going to be able to pass him. Okay. So, Respect. I don't know. I, I, I don't like putting Marv that far back either, dude. It's getting tough. It is getting tough. I don't know what I'm doing. So. <laughs> well, there you have it. Those are our picks. You can see how difficult it is getting to make those top five. There you go. What do you guys think? Who's in your top five? Who do you have for wild card? Give us your reasoning below. But next up, we got to talk about it. This is why you want to play fantasy. Here it is. This is the prize recap. All right, so here it is. This is why you want to be playing RM Fantasy SX. Before we talk about these prizes, though, this week, our offer code, Hoodie10. That's right. Everybody is a winner. Go yep. throw that offer code in the site. Get 10% off closeout hoodies. Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Perfect. Now let's talk about grand prizes. First place, we already talked about it. KTM 450. Second place, KTM 250. We also got Moab Red Rock give or Getaway. MEC Trip, Dunlop Brock Glover Legend Ride, Fly Racing Gear and Casual Package, Milestone Video Game, Supercross to the Game, Console 4K TV, Motion Pro Tools, Tufts Impact Wheel Set, Oakley Goggle, and Sunglasses. That's right, and that's the grand prizes. Grand. This week, there's 100 prizes up alone. So the top scorer this week is going to pull a Bell Moto 9 Carbon Flex Helmet and Supercross to the Video Game. Second place, two sets of Pirelli MX32 Mid to Hard Terrain Tires. Third place, Troy Lee's Designs gear set. And then other prizes going down from Fly, Pro Honda, 100%, Motul, Fox, Acherbys, Primary Drive, and of course, 90 Rocky Mountain gift cards. So 100 chances to win. 100 chances to win, free to play, and to win a weekly prize, doesn't matter when you signed up, you can always win. So go to armfantasysx.com, create your free account, pick your top five and that wild card, watch the races, have a blast. And, and if you wanna play, join our group, Yep. RM Fantasy SX Rivals, the biggest group in fantasy right now. Get in there. Talk what some I'm smack. talking about. Talk some smack. Gets pretty fun in there. And make sure to hit the calendar button on the top of the website. Get a notification before picks close. Don't be the rollover guy or girl. It's not a good look. So. <laughs> well, there you have it. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of RM Fantasy S Experts. Daytona. It's going to be a fun weekend. I am Chase. I'm Christian. Thanks for watching.